Welcome to the Candid Comms podcast. If you're looking for practical and inspirational ideas to help you thrive in internal communication, you're in the right place. I'm your host, international communication consultant, trainer and mentor, Rachel Miller. Through this podcast, I'll share my experience with you so you can increase your skills, knowledge and confidence on all things internal communication related. Hi, it's Rachel. Welcome to this week's show. In today's episode, you and I are focusing on how to prove the value of internal communication. You will leave with one thing to know, one thing to do and one thing to think about. Are you ready? Let's get started. Imagine a business without communication. What would it look like? What would it feel like? What would the impact be? I can tell you from experience, I've audited many organizations over the past eight years and two of them didn't have a formal comms function in place. And I was hired by the HR or the PR team to help them understand how internal communication happens. Now it's really important to note internal communication was happening in those organizations. They just didn't have a dedicated internal comms function overseeing it or any defined channels. If you ask companies what their top three issues are, I am certain that communication or the lack of will be in that list. The reason I'm recording this episode today is because I was having a conversation with an in-house internal communicator in Europe a couple of days ago, and she said to me, my leaders know the importance, but not the value of internal comms. And that's really stuck in my head. This is a conversation we have a lot about proving the value of internal communication. But what really stood out from her quote was her leaders know the importance but not the value of internal comms. So through this episode, I'm going to work through this with you and talk about proving the value of internal communication. The first thing we're going to do is look at what you need to know. And what I think you need to know is to get really clear. If you have been asked to prove the value of internal communication in your organization, make sure you know what you're being asked. Let's break this down. There is a difference between internal communication and internal communications. If you are a reader of my All Things I See blog, which has just turned 12 this month, so thank you very much to everybody who's stopped by over the past 12 years. On my blog, I've written quite a lot about the difference between internal communication and internal communications. So just indulge me on this. Internal communication, as I describe it, is the overarching way a company communicates. Internal communications are the tools, tactics, channels and methodology. And there's a difference there. This is important because if you're being asked to prove the value of IC, are you being asked to prove the value of internal communication, the overarching way a company communicates, or internal communications, your channels? Can you see the difference? There's a real difference there. 
organizations without a dedicated focus on internal communication in my experience have lots of duplicated efforts where employees are wasting time money and effort because there isn't a very structured way that they communicate there's often a high rate of rumors and disinformation and that's caused by a lack of a source of truth so maybe even something like an intranet for example a place where employees go to get credible accurate reliable information when you don't have that, it creates a high rate of rumors and disinformation, which also then leads to duplicated effort. Organizations without a dedicated focus on internal communication sometimes have a chaotic sense of purpose, and this manifests itself through employees doing what they think they should be doing. So they're interpreting what they think they should be aligning their efforts against. And I've seen this in one particular organization I audited. There was a real sense from employees when I ran focus groups and listening exercises with them to understand how does internal communication currently happen. And I asked them questions like, how do you know what work to do? How do you know what's important to the organization? What sets your work streams for the year? Questions like this. And everybody gave me answers that were great but they were so inconsistent because employees were interpreting what they thought they should align their efforts against. It was fascinating. You never get bored in the world of internal comms. I found it so interesting. I often find that organizations without a dedicated focus on internal communication, so no, no comms team, have a lot of noise. They have disenfranchised employees who are a bit rudderless in many organizations where they're not quite sure what's going on and where to go to get information from and they're doing their best guess. There's a confused tone of voice so typically it's jargon field and very formal so the focus normally is on outputs so for example sending emails rather than understanding outcomes and rather than understanding impact. There are often copious one-way channels. So think of this like CEO broadcast style emails. And I observe this in small organizations and startups where your internal communication is probably the people all sitting in the same room or on the same virtual call together. There might be you know a handful of people as an organization scales, therefore its mentality needs to scale in terms of its internal communication. So you're looking for two-way channels rather than just CEO broadcast style. And I also observe a heck of a lot of shadow comms. And shadow comms is a phrase that I use and came up with a few years back to describe unsanctioned tools and channels. And you know what I mean by this. I bet there are some in your organization. This is things like WhatsApp groups or closed Facebook groups where they're not official comms channels. And the reason they occur, and particularly in this scenario we're talking about, is because employees fill the gaps. They realize that actually they need to connect with each other. They need to communicate with each other. So they just go off and find whatever they can find that does the job, be that WhatsApp, be that a closed Facebook group. On the flip side, organizations with a dedicated focus on internal communication, and particularly when you have an internal communication team in place, even if it's just one person, have clarity of roles and responsibilities. So people know what they're here to do. They understand how their roles fit into the wider organization. And you also have sources of truth where employees can access credible, accurate, and reliable information. 
you have consistency of branding, you have a focus on tone of voice, and you also have employees who feel listened to. When you don't have internal communication in place, where you don't have a dedicated, concentrated attention and effort on amplifying the voices of your employees, they feel like they're just talking into an echo chamber. They feel like there's no one who is actively listening. And I've listened to so many employees over the years, particularly when running focus groups or listening exercises, who feel like they don't know what they don't know, who feel like they've got a view, who actually had people react really positively to the fact that they're in a focus group because they've never been asked for their view before. And I found now, if I ever run a focus group now, or one of my team run a focus group, we start by outlining what a focus group is and what the purpose of it is and what they're here to do. Because for some employees, and I always find this really sad, but for some employees, they've never been asked their opinion before. Therefore, they don't feel listened to. Well, that gave me goosebumps as I said that. But I find that really sad. So just think about you know organisations with a dedicated focus on internal communication, therefore have employees who feel listened to. If that's not reason enough to prove the value, I don't know what is. Organisations with that dedicated focus also have awareness of how they communicate with employees and also externally. There's those opportunities for two-way conversations there's a focus on outcomes. And if you listen to episode six of my podcast, you will know the difference between outputs, outtakes, outcomes. Remember that? So I find when organizations have a focus on internal comms, they have a focus on outcomes or the so what of their internal communication. And they also have a cadence, a rhythm for the way that information flows inside their organization. It feels really organized. How does that feel? Do you recognize those topics on that list? Where is your organization at? I'm going to be candid with you and say, comms friends, that the topic of proving worth and demonstrating value keeps cropping up. It is a regular search term on my blog, which led me to record this episode. And in honesty, I am tired of this argument. Why do we need to keep doing this? Can you imagine your finance or facilities teams being asked to sing for their supper and prove their value? No. So why does this keep happening in comms? Is it because our work isn't aligned with the strategic priorities of our organizations? The channels are seen to add noise. The team aren't seen as trusted advisors. There's that phrase that we love. And everything is viewed as a nice to have. Or is your team aligned with your strategic priorities as an organization with effective channels in place and a robust and strategically focused team who demonstrate the need for clear communication? If it's the latter, it makes this conversation even more frustrating. If you are facing this, I hear you. If you are having to justify your budget, I hear you. I'm going to leave you with a tip before we take a break, which is making sure you are focused on what's important for your organization. So do you know what outcomes your board or senior leaders are looking for? If you've attended a masterclass with me, or maybe if you've listened to episode six with a measuring episode, you'll have heard me talk about the importance of measuring and particularly my golden rule of measure what you treasure. That is the key to unlocking 
value. Remember that quote I shared with you, leaders know the importance, but not the value of internal communication. To understand the value of internal communication, you need to understand what's valuable to your organization. So what does your organization treasure? What's top of mind for your execs? What do they treasure? It could be all manner of things. It could be your reputation internally and or externally. It could be your return on investment. It could be customer service. It could be employee well-being. I feel like I should have started with employee well-being because that's top of mind for me always. But in reality, it's often not for our organizations because we're so fixed on reputation and customer service or maybe it's productivity. I mean, this could be an enormous list. You need to know what to put on it for your company. What does your organization treasure? What is important? Because that's the language you need to speak. If you are trying to prove not only the importance, but the value of internal comms, you need to link it to what's important to the organization. Does that make sense? I really hope so. Do let me know. Do tweet me at all things I see. If that resonates with you, I'd love to know what you think of that. So in order to prove the value of internal communication, you need to know what's important to your organization because, and I do this when I look at an organization's comm strategy, it has to be aligned with your business strategy. If not, everything does feel like a nice to have. It doesn't feel like a need to have. You need to be aligned. You need to make sure the purpose of internal communication isn't telling people what to do. It's to create a shared understanding and a shared meaning so our employees can align themselves with our company's purpose, our goal, what we're here to do, whether we're curing patients, transporting people or making widgets, whatever we're here to do as an organization, the purpose of internal communication is to make this all make sense at a granular level for our employees. The final thought I'm gonna leave with you, I think I've said final thought already, but I'm gonna give you another final thought before our break is thinking about the internal communication versus internal communications mindset. There is a reason why the Institute of Internal Communication is internal communication because it's that overarching way organizations communicate. It's not just about the channels. It is about all of the connections and conversations that go on inside organizations. So when IOIC, which was rebranded from Communicators in Business, CIB, it was very intentional to not have the S to be the Institute of Internal Communication. And I wrote about that and I will share a link to that in the show notes at allthingsic.com forward slash podcast. We are going to take a short break. And when we come back, I'm going to close this episode with what we need to think about. See you in a moment. Comms friends, I have a special offer for you. Because you are a listener of the Candid Comms podcast, you can save 10% off my range of online masterclasses. If you're just starting out, then how to be an internal communicator is the course for you. If you're about to start a new internal comms role, then my How to Create a 90-Day Plan will support you in your first three months. Perhaps you're thinking about becoming a comms consultant. If so, my How to Be a Comms Consultant Exploration Masterclass is the one you need. All of the courses can be found at allthingsic.thinkific.com and simply use the code CANDIDCOMS at the checkout to save 10%. And I hope to see you inside one of those masterclasses very soon.
Welcome back. In the final part of today's episode, we're going to be looking at what we need to think about if we want to prove the value of internal communication. If you were asked to prove the value, what would you say? If you have been working in internal comms for a long time, I imagine this is a conversation that you've probably had at some point in your career. And we normally have this conversation when the budget time rolls around, or maybe when our team or our channels are under review due to cost savings. Something I think we need to think about is gathering insight and apply it to our conversation. So for example, if you're required to write a paper for your board, what would you put in there? Or if your manager has asked you and said, I need to write a paper for the board, I need you to help me prove the value of internal communication, what would you do? Now, if we think about an internal comms team, if you're asked to review an internal communication team, then starting with the business's priorities and mapping against them, as I talked about just before the break about looking at the business strategy, is a really useful exercise to do. So the intention here is to look at what does the business require from an internal communication team? And therefore, do we have the right structure to deliver what the business needs to be done? And then once you've defined the structure, do you have the right people in those roles? I do this exercise quite a lot with clients where I will review a team's job descriptions and I will review what they're here to do. And I would do so by understanding first what the business requirements are, what the business strategy is. Because if not, you could have a fantastic structure for the internal comms team and brilliant job descriptions. But if I've not reviewed them against what the organization is here to do, its purpose, I don't know whether that team is going to be fit for purpose. That's quite an odd phrase to use, but bear with me. But I can't possibly say with certainty, you've got the right structure in place here, unless I've taken the time to get to know the organisation, understand its culture, understand what it's here to do, and therefore know that the team that's in place in terms of the roles are the right roles. And then you drill down to these are the right roles. Do we have the right people in them? If you're asked to do that as part of proving the value of internal communication, then you need to make sure that the people who are in those roles have the right skills. And that's a whole separate episode. But looking at the skills you need to be an internal communicator, there's lots of resources you can use and draw on. And I'll include some in the show notes at allthingsisee.com forward slash podcast for this episode. One in particular I think is particularly helpful is the Institute of Internal Communications profession map. I use that a lot to map roles against in organisations for my clients where I'm looking at the depth of knowledge and experience and behaviours and attitudes that people need to have to work in internal communication at varying levels and also looking at it collectively as a function, a benchmark using that profession map. So I'll share that in the show notes. So if you're being asked to prove the value of your internal communication team or internal communications team, however you refer to it, then why not use some industry insight and evidence to help you? Lastly, if you are being asked to prove the value of internal communication, I encourage you just to take a step outside of this task and think about it really objectively because you could do something or you could do nothing. What would the impact be if you didn't have internal communication in your organization? If you didn't have an internal communicator in your organization? If you didn't have any channels, what would the impact be? 
I've done this exercise where I've done a SWOT analysis. So I've looked at the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats that exist in an organization with internal communication and without. I find this really helpful because the language that you're using, particularly in the threats, is around risk. What is the risk? What is the threat to us as an organization if we don't have internal comms? If it's seen as a nice to have, to have all these channels, or if internal communication as a function is seen as a nice to have, what would happen if it didn't exist? What would the impact be? What are the risks? A really useful lens to look through, I find, is crisis communication. So think about a crisis comm scenario in your organization, internally or externally. What would the impact be? And run this through, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats for scenario planning. If you didn't have a resource in place or if you didn't have the channels that you currently have in place, what would happen? I also use a really simple model to help me in my decision making. And I use this a lot with my masterclass attendees where we look at what would I gain? What would I lose? And it's not pros and cons. You know better than I do what the culture is like in your organization and what sort of language will resonate internally. So intentionally, it's my pros and my cons. However, I like to look at what do we gain by having this many channels or this new comms role that we're trying to create? And what do we lose? What are the consequences? What's the reputational risk? And what's the impact? What are the threats? The reason it's important to think about the language and part of that goes back to knowing what your exec treasure or your stakeholders have asked you to prepare this, what is important to them, is therefore you'll know what the appropriate language is to use, whether it's gain and lose, whether it's pros and cons, whether it's need to have, nice to have. So there was a lot in there. I hope you found this really helpful just to think through and take a step outside of your current situation and perhaps look objectively back in to your organization and your structure and your team perhaps. As ever, I'd love to know how you get on. What are you going to do as a result of listening to this episode? You can find me online at all things I see on Twitter at Rachel All Things I See on Instagram. Look me up on LinkedIn, Rachel Miller. And my allthingsisee.com website has 1,500 blog articles spanning 12 years on all things internal communication related. So best of luck if you are having these conversations. If you do get stuck, why not book a power hour with me? I can help you by talking it through together. All the information can be found on my website, allthingsisee.com. And remember, what happens inside is reflected outside. See you again soon.